Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Couch GM's podcast. It is Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. The three Musketeers are here. George Kurt joined by Cody Roadcap, Tyler Snyder, and Mocha, which that was perfect timing as Tyler has to mute himself. But guys, we just saw the Super Bowl sitting back a little earlier in the week. How you feeling? Well, I mean, you sound great, but you sound like you're depressed and single on this Valentine's Day. And you're about to get married, so I'm gonna need a little bit more energy from you. A little bit you more hit me excitement. with the bud right before we hit record, like that hurt a little bit. Oh uh, well, <laughs> sorry about that, bud. Uh, but yeah, doing good. Enjoyed the Super Bowl. Enjoyed hanging out with you guys. For the listeners, we all watched it together, and it was a good game. So, at least thankful for that. Yeah, sorry about my dogs. Um, my dogs are barking at the wind, so they're fine. Um. Yeah, I'm excited for offseason. I could not be more excited for offseason because I'm ready to move on from this season. I-, I told you before that I feel like the Chiefs continuing to win just ruins football, and I have never been more deflated or just ready to go to bed by the end of a Super Bowl. Like, you'd think a thrilling, you know, overtime, one team kicks a field goal, next team gets a touchdown to win it. Like, it should be a thrilling, and it was just like, great. All right, turn it off. Let's go to bed. I've never been more but less excited for a Super Bowl ending. Uh, so ready for the offseason. The Chiefs fan Cody is very happy about it, but no, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, as a reminder, Die we're going to take a vacation to uh, Miles Sandals Resorts after this episode. I wish we're just going to you know, take a break from recording for a few weeks. So we'll see you guys back again in March. Uh, make sure you follow us on our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Couch GMs to get some content in the break and keep up with what we are doing. And as always, send us a DM if you want to just talk. We'll talk some football offseason, where you think some guys are going to go, whatever it might be. Uh, But guys, yeah. I just let them know in case they didn't know. Oh, okay. I'm going to start saying direct message in full now just for you. But all right, guys, a lot to talk about. Let's sit back, relax, and chat. As Tyler already kind of mentioned, as he eats of the mystery bowl, as we already learned, learned what the mystery cup meant. Um, <laughs> it's rice. We're not leaving people on the hook for 200 episodes this time to tell them what's in the bowl. Well, if you look okay. closely on video, you can see what it is because he pulls the spoon up. It's not as suspicious as a red solo cup. Is it normal <laughs> to just be snacking on pickle juice and rice? Is that is that weird? If you put, if you cook your rice in pickle juice, maybe. Sounds pretty good. I'll try it. We will make a video of Tyler trying his pickle juice rice, and I'm sure really enjoying it. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs did pull off the Super Bowl victory in overtime over the San Francisco 49ers. Tyler already did talk about that overtime where the 49ers decided to take the ball first, despite both teams being guaranteed a possession in overtime. I know Cody and I were talking about it in the moment when it first happened. You're like, oh, yeah, no, you always take the ball if you win the toss in overtime. But immediately it was like, no, in the playoffs now, maybe you don't do that. Um, Do you think that that was part of the reason why the Niners couldn't get it done? I think it played enough you know into it like you know we, we sat there we, i'm sure people are watching the, watching the game they listen to this podcast they definitely saw it like they had so many opportunities they held the chiefs to you know less than 10 points in the first half and it was just like how long is this team going to stay down you know they're 
eventually going to come to live, and they just didn't capitalize on the opportunities. Did some bounces go their way, like the muff punt that went off a guy's foot? For sure. That happens in every Super Bowl. Uh, I think the more thing for me, though, about the overtime call was not which way it should go. I think you should defer. A lot of people seem to be that way. But it also seems like if you listen to the post-game interviews and the players over the last two days, they weren't even fully aware that the rules were different, which I wasn't either. I mean, I was sitting on the couch going, oh, yeah, I forgot that they changed how the playoff-specific rules are. George actually had to remind me. Um, but I'm sitting Well, at home. the ref reminded me as he did the teams right before the toss. Yeah, but that was so like, like and, people and, and that's just the four captains. It's not all. I mean, it's just the four captains, but you would think that like if they made some kind of decision to like, say, kick the ball because that happened or the head coach should be aware and telling the captains, hey, go do this, even though it's Dolph Kilter, just because like this is the Super Bowl. If you're not a good enough coach to realize that like you need to coach something different in the playoffs, maybe you shouldn't be in or win a Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's bold. But it's also the Super Bowl. So you have 50-some people standing on the sideline all trying to get each other hyped up or talk game plan of like, okay, here's what we got to do for this next drive. Here's what we got to do for this next drive. And trying to get ready for the ball coming their way or ready to defend and knowing what the game plan is. They're not all going to be like, guys, we need a plan. But if we deserve to win a Super Bowl, let's all hush and listen to the ref. No, no one's doing that. It's the Super Bowl. They're getting themselves hyped. They're getting coming up with game plans. I, I wouldn't say that you don't deserve to win a Super Bowl just because you didn't listen to the ref talk. I'm not saying didn't specifically for not listening to the ref talk, but for a head coach not going out there and telling his captains, if you win the toss kick, that takes two seconds. The well, captains are going out for a coin. There, it's it's them and the head coach's you know duty to go out there and put their position put them in the best position to win. I don't care if you listen to the ref or not, but... But Shanahan wanted... Shanahan said he wanted the first opportunity to win the game, assuming they t were tied after both teams had a possession. Okay, so it was just that, his decision. It wasn't a that's, miss. So, and it was the players that didn't realize that they were actually would have... Which would have been freaking hilarious if they all celebrated like they just won a Super Bowl after they scored a touchdown. The complete opposite of the Miko Hardman. Wait, did I just score a touchdown? Like <laughs> delay that he had. Like if they would have all went crazy and be like, no, no, you have to kick the extra point. Um, and I just the contrast between how the 49ers players reacted, and then you have like Chris Jones being like, Yeah, we talked about this for two weeks, went to overtime. We were taking the ball second, and if it was a touchdown, touchdown, we were going for the two-point conversion to win the game right there. Uh so like they had planned it all out. So and they didn't even need it. I mean, at the end of the day, they got a holding call to keep that drive alive. They went down to kick a field goal, and they couldn't get a stop on defense. So, Yeah, and I also find it really ironic that we're saying, like, if the head coach doesn't know what's going on, he doesn't deserve to win a Super Bowl. Wasn't it Andy Reid who forgot that, you know, overtime doesn't end at 15 minutes in the playoffs, and he called a timeout with, like, a minute left and started panicking? Wasn't that Andy Reid with the Eagles? That was right season when i think overtime did end at that point no right so in the regular season overtimes always ended after 15 minutes yeah and it was donovan McNabb's team when he didn't which was coached by andy reed and he was like mm -hmm. oh yeah i thought the game kept going and it was yeah. like no not in the regular season so so i had it backwards yep yeah 
it's funny but uh, now we're now we're also seeing that like the chiefs players knew exactly how overtime worked and they knew exactly what their plan was but the 49ers still seem to not i'm I'm just trying to be a little critical of Kyle Shanahan because now he's been in a Super Bowl multiple times. He's been in so many NFC championship games and he hasn't been able to get over the edge. And like I keep calling him one of the best head coaches in the league. And I think he deserves that distinction because he's been continuously turning mediocre quarterbacks into stars and having this team competitive no matter what kind of turnover they have. But there's always something that he just can't get over the edge. Is it like attention to detail? Is it choking in a key situation? Like we don't know, but there's something. The script writers. I mean, <laughs> did anyone else feel like Christian McCaffrey wasn't used in the second and third quarter? Like he started out strong and then he got them going again in the fourth quarter. Once the chiefs took the lead, it was a big part of them taking the lead back and then happened you know, before they let him tie it at the end there. But, like, what happened to Christian McCaffrey in quarter two and quarter three? I know he still had over 20 carries. He was a big part of the offense. Probably would have been the MVP for San Francisco had they won. But, like, he he was your best player, and they went away from it. It was the same thing we're saying about Baltimore against Kansas City. Something about Kansas City has teams going crazy. Baltimore went away from the run all game. Christian, the 49ers went away from it in the middle of the game, and they came back. He was. I know it was one of his worst days in yards per carry with Trent Williams, which is just a crazy stat, but at 3.6 yards per carry, but still three times over 10 yards, it's first down. Like, he's your best player. Rely on well, him. I remember hearing Tony Romo get really annoying during the game because he was just like, you, you got to run it here. You got to run it here. And they'd run for one yard and he'd be like, you got to run it again. Just run it again. Just You got to keep running. Just run the ball. And he just kept saying that. And he like, but even he knew that, they were going away from McCaffrey, and it's like, stop. Just go back to what you're good at. Go with what works. Run the ball. Yeah, and, and to Cody's point and yours, like the drive that they finally went back to just running the ball was their touchdown drive to retake the lead after they went down 16-13. So, yeah, it's weird that them going down is what got them back to running the ball, but, yeah, that's a really big flaw in their game plan or their in-game strategy to get away from it. It was a big, like, 40-yard screen pass. So They still ran the ball, I believe, almost every I play. I did a couple times, night. but they still at least got the ball in his hands. And, I yeah. mean, you've seen the stuff that's already come out about Brandon Ayuk. You know, he there was some interesting stuff on Instagram. He was a little – granted, he's doing locker room two days after losing the Super Bowl, so I'm not going to hold him to. Uh, and he's like – and then we asked about wanting to be there because he's going into his fifth-year option. He's like, well, if it's the right fit or something along those lines. And he only had three catches. I know Debo was in and out of the lineup, banged up. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jawan Jennings had one heck of a Super Bowl for a role player. Uh, I know he was the only guy I voted for on the MVP vote <laughs> after throwing and catching a touchdown. So some people pieces stepped up, but they the Chiefs did a good job of taking away their star players for most of the game. McCaffrey still had his way when he was used, but they went away from him too. Yeah, I said before the Super Bowl that I'm a huge Juwan Jennings fan, and uh, still am. He proved himself in the Super Bowl, and I'd love to see him get more work next year, whether he stays with the 49ers, but he becomes a more prominent player, whether he leaves the 49ers and gets a more prominent position somewhere else. I just really hope that uh, we get to see more of him, because I want to see what he can actually do when he's not in Ayuk and Debo's shadow. And, and if Ayuk does happen to move teams via trade or free agency like that would 
be an immediate fit. I, I mean, I'm hoping he wouldn't pull like a Gabe Davis and like Gabe Davis becomes the number two and then he ends up kind of flopping. But I don't really see it happening because he's been very solid before you know, otherwise. And I would also put Brandon Ayuk as one of the more coveted wide receiver targets this offseason if that does happen. Well, he, he would have to be traded this offseason. He's under contract one more year. But still, like you're, he would be in the conversation of wide receivers who are available in some way like with a T Higgins, it would probably be them too as the top two, which I think he's expected to get franchise tagged. I think I saw that today. Um, so it looks like he'll be staying or doing a NBA style sign and trade. Um, two things I do want to say, I want to give a shout out to Jake Moody who did kick the longest field goal in Super Bowl history for approximately one hour before Harrison Bucker beat that by two yards. So that stinks when you break a record that's over like 30 years old and then lose it in the same game. Uh, so shout out to the kickers. I mean, they were kicking deep balls all games because these both these defenses are too good. And then speaking of defenses, I talked about this a lot last week. Um, but if you really take a look at what the Chiefs did on defense and how they got there through the playoffs, beating the number two, three, four, and six overall offense on the season – that averaged 28.3 points and didn't allow any of them to score over 24. I mean, you have to to give them credit there. Uh, so as much as you guys, I know you guys are both acting like this is boring, are tired of seeing the Chiefs, uh, I will stay stand by the way they were able to completely redo what their powerhouse is in the midst of a dynasty is just as impressive as winning back-to-back, in my opinion. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying what they did isn't impressive. What they keep doing isn't impressive. I just want parody, want a different team up there. And I know that's a big, big part of what Tyler's, you know, about too. But I'm not saying what they've been doing isn't impressive and they don't deserve to be there. I would just want to see someone else there. Yeah. I, I didn't say I didn't. I wasn't happy that the Chiefs were in there. If you go back to last week, like I said, I didn't want either of the two teams, but if I had to pick one, it'd be the Chiefs. And that made me a Chiefs fan, and I don't get it. Diehard Chiefs fan over here. He was thrilled to see the Chiefs win. I am less confused by you wanting the Chiefs and more confused by the amount of 49ers hate. And it wasn't even just you guys. Like After leaving the Super Bowl party, everywhere I went, everyone just hated the 49ers. Don't get it. Really don't understand. You're Eagles country. That's the problem. Because I know you say you don't hear a lot of 49ers trash talk. 90% 90% of their trash talk is aimed at Philadelphia because they're still bitter about last year. So we hate a team because you beat them and they're upset because you beat them that because of how much shit they talked after. I don't, and then they came back and George beat Kittle's us and like talked even more like it. I'm not <laughs> on the, everyone lo- likes his because he's like a different personality, but he's one of the biggest talkers out there, not just yeah. on the Eagles Debo talks. Like, and I think people are also don't like the 49ers because they felt bought. Like, they're out. Nick Bosa, Brock Purdy, like Debo, Debo and Ayuk. But a lot of the guys have been Trent Williams, they're traded for. I mean, Fred Warner, he's up and good. And then also terrible injury for Dre Greenlaw, one of the worst injuries in Super Bowl history. I know it wasn't like gross or nasty. But to be so hyped to run out onto the field and pop your Achilles, and honestly, was probably a difference maker because Travis Kelsey really started going off uh, in a game he didn't feel like he was going off once Drake Greenlaw went out. 
you love how I just like switched my whole train of thought mid sentence. Welcome yeah. to being friends with Cody Roadcap. <laughs> um, I just I'm I'm confused because we're also talking Eagles country that went out and bought players too, and uh, nobody cared what? when they did it, but now when the 49ers do it, it's like ah, oh, they bought their team. I don't think Eagles fans hate the 49ers as much for buying their team and more for just that rivalry that's been brewing. I mean, yeah. maybe a lot of the country feels that way, but no, like when there's two teams that have been successful and had met in a big game, whatever, there was a big Eagles Vikings bickering match for years after the Eagles won in that NFC championship game. It's like when big things happen in big games, like there's going to be a little bit of a residual hatred or trash talk coming out of it. And like, I think that paired with a lot of Eagles fans still having that respect for Andy Reid and what he did for the organization in the early 2000s and 2010s. Like there's going to be a little bit more love for Kansas city here than you're going to see in other parts of the country too, even though I'm with you. And I think like, I want to see another team up there because they've been here for so long. You're going to see a different, style of fan in a different part of the country i also think the 49ers are more are closer to a team like the cowboys where you either like them or hate them uh just because of their history they're being around for so long i mean they had a, a run of four super bowls too like there, there's when? a lot of joe montana okay when was that bro last time they were in the super bowl i was one what they were in the Super Bowl. Uh, last ago. time they were in the Super Bowl. Last time they won a Super Bowl. I was one. Okay. You're that actually negative mean, one. That doesn't mean that people <laughs> why there isn't still, you know, a lot of people where me and you specifically aren't in the same situation, but a lot of people out there, they uh they get into football by watching it with their parents or a grandparent or however it is. And if you know your family hated the 49ers, not saying every kid hates the 49ers because their dad did or their mom did or their uncle did. But that's a lot of people that are like, yeah, I can't stand the 49. And it just gets ingrained in you. Like if you I can understand, understand why a lot of people hate the Cowboys, it's literally you the, the Cowboys Colts? and the 49ers dominated why, that why era the and have same have the same hatred for similar reasons. <laughs> why do I hate the Colts? They're in my division. It's a division. So why do you hate the Seahawks? They're an NFC team. I don't hate the Seahawks anymore. I hated the Seahawks when it was the Legion of Boom because Richard Sherman talked a lot of crap. I don't like cocky teams. I, but see, my argument would be the 49ers are just as cocky as the Chiefs are. Mm, I disagree. But I think that's one of the... disagree. Yeah. And I think George would agree too. Yeah. Especially coming from an Eagles perspective. Yeah. I'm a fan of the AFC, so... I mean, I don't hear the NFC banter as much, I assume. But... uh. I don't know. It's just like I don't hate the Seahawks anymore. I don't care if the Seahawks win. I mean, I'm not a big Geno Smith fan. I still think he's, uh, you know, that's probably Geno Smith you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's st I still can't see Geno Smith as a good quarterback. But like outside of that, like I like DK Metcalf. I like. I mean, he's kind of losing his mind as well. So I like him less. But I like Tyler Lockett. Like I like players on that team. I like Kenneth Walker. Um, I don't hate the Seahawks as much because the people that I disliked on that team are now gone. Um, that was my hatred. I only hate the Ravens because my family loves the Ravens and I don't like the same things as my family. There it's was a, a heck of a rivalry between the Ravens and the Titans for a while there too. 
all those there times was. they met in the playoffs and stuff. And that's similar to what's going on with the Eagles and 49ers currently. There was, but I disliked them before that because, you know, yeah. family rivalry. Yeah, Same but, reason I don't like the Steelers because if mm-hmm. my family's not a Ravens fans, they're Steelers fans. So it's gross. Yeah. That very gross. Yeah. I, I all of us like can agree we hate the Steelers, but <laughs> I don't like the Ravens either. I love Lamar, but I don't like the Ravens. But he shouldn't have been MVP this year either. I agree. But that's yeah. a different topic. You know, I saw a stat. Uh, since you have an odd ball fact coming up, I'll start it off with my own all. Yeah, that's why I, I dropped that in there because I didn't think you had one. Uh, Lamar Jackson became the first player. If And I saw this on Twitter, and I didn't fact check it, so take that with a grain of salt. Uh, was the first player to win MVP without being top 10 in passing yards or passing touchdowns on the season. That's absolutely ridiculous. And on top of it, he was almost unanimous again, too. He only had he had 49 of 50 first place votes and he wasn't even top 10 in either of those categories. Yeah. And the only other first place vote was Josh Allen, if anyone was interested. And then while Tyler looks that up too, just something I was thinking about while we were talking. And I mean, we talked enough about the Super Bowl. People are probably also tired about the Super Bowl. Enjoy the parade tomorrow or today. Today, if you're listening, uh, we're recording on Tuesday. Um, talking about <laughs> hatred for teams and players and, and all that, that fun stuff, little f- fun Maybe fun question. Where do you guys lean on the whole fantasy football is ruining fandom of the actual NFL? That's fantasy football is kind of like our thing, but I'm just curious on where you guys lean on that. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this at all because I just thought of it. So to put you on the spot, um, I disagree think- personally. Um, like I, I, I could see the argument. Don't get me wrong. Um, and, I will admit that there's times where I'm watching the Titans and like the Titans are my team, but I'm in that like really big game against George and I desperately need a win to make the playoffs. And I'm like, all right, but I have a player that's going against the Titans. I wouldn't mind, you know, if he went off a little bit or George has Derek Henry and I'm like, well, if he has a quiet game, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but which does kind of ruin it a little bit. But on the other hand, I feel like fantasy football makes the league so much more interesting. And that's the way I've argued for fantasy forever. Um, like fantasy, I mean, football, I would probably watch regardless, um, maybe have a lot less interest if I wasn't playing fantasy, but take fantasy sports in general, uh, fantasy baseball. Do you think I would ever watch Brewers versus Reds on a normal day? Probably not. Couldn't nope. care less. But if I got Corbin Burns on the Brewers back before he got traded going against the Reds, I'm like, all right, dude, I got to watch this game. This is this is my ace going today. This is a this is a big game. Suddenly that game becomes really interesting. Um, and it's the same way with football. Uh, if you have the Jaguars versus the Raiders, oh, I couldn't care less. It just doesn't sound like an interesting game to me at all. But then if I have a bunch of fantasy players on both teams and I'm in a big matchup, like suddenly this game becomes interesting to me. Suddenly I have a reason to want to watch this game and I'm rooting for players. Um and it also teaches fans more players. Uh, I can't tell you the amount of people that I learned and I never would have knew existed if it wasn't for fantasy. I mean, again, more with baseball because I'm already a diehard football fan, so I probably would have learned them regardless. But fantasy teaches you the players that you wouldn't normally find, and it gives you a love for players that you normally wouldn't find. Like if you uh, were somebody this year that picked up somebody on free agency who was a no-name and nobody was talking about and they ended up winning you a championship. Kyron Williams. Good thank example. you. Kyron Williams, all of a sudden you're a Kyron Williams fan for life. 
you're going to follow this guy. You're going to watch this guy. You're going to respect this guy. You're going to know his name forever. If you're not playing fantasy, who cares about Kyron Williams? Cool. He's some random running back that just stepped in and did well this year. But uh, I, I think fantasy still helps fandom. I'm right with Tyler. And I just think back to before I started playing or when I played my first like year or two very casually um, back in like 2009, 2010, I would watch every Eagles game. I might watch part of like whatever other local game there was. And I had no other interest in anything in football. Um, and then now you start playing fantasy, you start playing against your friends or someone you want to trash talk to. And you're watching that Jags versus Raiders game. And even if it ends up being a blowout, you're still like, but if Trevor Lawrence gets a garbage time touchdown, you know, like that's huge. Cause I could take a lead. Like even, it even helps bad games be entertaining. So I get the, if it, if you can't compartmentalize as much and like root less for your favorite team, um, because you're worried about fantasy more, I can see how some people could say that that hurts fandom, but like maybe you're just not a fan of a specific team as much and just want to root for your fantasy team. Like that's also fine. I don't know. I think it gives you so much more to talk about in the sport. So I'm with Tyler hundred percent. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you. Curious where you guys stood <laughs> on that. Uh, I'm not, I'm always the one that says I could quit playing fantasy. And so for me, it's not, I think we're, I don't think I, I do agree with you in the sense where like it helps you pay attention to more teams, more games. But I do think there is some part of fantasy that is ruining sport, even as someone that plays fantasy, because we start to lose a pre appreciation for defensive matchups or, you know, people get irritated at, you know, split running back system because there's that no power. Like they get irritated by aspects of the game. It's just like in baseball, since you you're using that one. Like some people love a good pitching duel, and some people think it's the most boring way in baseball. And I guess that's the same thing with how we're kind of offense is fun, it's exciting. Some people still appreciate a good defensive game, and that's where I think fantasy has made it. Well, that's a bad game because there's no thirty point fantasy score well, when it actually I, could still be a good game. I disagree with that sense a little bit. I don't think it makes you. I don't think it ruins the game in the sense of the defensive game. Um, I can tell you that even if I didn't play fantasy at all, even if I quit fantasy today and never played again, I I hate a defensive game. Um, I like a defensive game if the Titans are the ones that are putting on the defensive game, but I still want an offensive game on the other side. I feel like an offensive game is so much more exciting and watching a whole bunch of punts and a whole bunch of just pass deflections. and I mean, it's great defense. It's really phenomenal to watch defense be able to stop big powerful offenses but just watching a defensive struggle in my opinion is boring as a fan it's boring and i don't think fantasy would changes that aspect at all no matter what i would think it's boring and i would want an offensive powerhouse but that's just so to me that's just the type of fan you are and not whether it's fantasy or not and this happens in every single sport too with trying to promote offense Baseball recently changed their rules, making it harder for pitchers to pitch with the pitch clock. And they talked about the whole juicing balls thing. That's not our thing, but like trying to promote offense back in the two thousands, the NHL went into a lockout and they came back and basically erased rules and completely rewrote their rules to try to promote offense. Cause they realized that a two to one game wasn't exciting, but if they can make that a four to three game, that's a lot more exciting. Like 
it's not just the NFL where you can argue like, oh, no one appreciates a defensive game. It's just offense in general is going to be a selling point for a league or a sport. And I think it, it maybe it's an American thing because you look at maybe the most popular sport in the world is soccer. And you know, that one one draw happens all the freaking time. But at least in this country and our viewer base, like that is a sales point for these sports leagues. And it's not just loan to the NFL. Yeah. I just, I think it all has trickle down effects, whether that's in fantasy, how you view fantasy sports betting, right? Like that's just as big, if not bigger than fantasy football at this point. Uh, and if you bet a bunch of scores and yardage and stuff like that, and you're not the guy hammering the under, like that how you feel about watching that game your bets will dictate that too so just just an interesting food for thought like like you said i think it's a lot about how you fan and how you grew up fanning and you can fan whichever way what you want um but that is something i thought i've noticed is a lot of people view the game differently and what they think is a good player or a good game or a good team versus how many fantasy stars they have versus the actual 53-man roster or how the game plays out. Next time on the show, we debate if sports betting is ruining the NFL. It's ruining my wallet. <laughs> no, I just kidding. I was up 15 bucks after the Super Bowl, so I'll take that. <laughs> so uh, any other notes on the Super Bowl? Uh, how about halftime show, commercials? Anything, anything interesting you want to talk about? Man, Super Bowl commercials have been going down. Like, I ha- I didn't notice really too much of anything that really stood out. I know there were probably some decent ones, but um, halftime show, I think, was fantastic. I like their decision. Middle school me was jamming, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that hated that also. <laughs> yeah, I, the commercials, there was like four good ones. How can uh, Timu keep affording commercials? How did they afford three Timu? commercials? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, because your wife keeps buying stuff with them every every single day yeah pretty much probably she's <laughs> she funded one of those commercials alone uh yeah i thought the halftime show though because i think that's probably more talked about the subject like i thought it was good it's not in my top of all time like i didn't think the performance itself was good i think they had some audio issues as like a em nerd like that kind of bothered me but uh as like someone that's in the 25 to or you know even 20 to 40 range like you george mentioned the middle school days like the nostalgia was there um like if you ask me which one's between between this year and last year and rihanna i thought rihanna's actual performance was better uh but this one was at least fun and there has been some not even fun ones Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing to me is whether you like the performance itself or not, or whether you thought it was flashy enough. Like, I think it was fun. It was entertaining. Um, it it definitely kept my attention and just you know I enjoyed it. It was fun to just sit back and watch. It wasn't. Uh, there has been some non like look at Katy Perry's Left Shark had people going crazy for weeks. I mean, even if you're not a big Katy Perry fan, even if it wasn't the flashiest, it was it was fun. I mean, she um, did ride a lion, so it might be one of the flashiest. Yeah, fun. I mean, wasn't Lady she Gaga, following up Lady Gaga? I was gonna say because Lady Gaga, you know, she goes all. She jumped in from the roof of the ceiling. Yeah, or roof of the stadium. The roof of the ceiling. There we go. <laughs> I couldn't let that one slide. I mean, yeah, I, I, think I think it was fun. The production has changed in recent years but yeah no they did plenty of things to make it fun without being like 
let's have dancing sharks and riding a lion or whatever. Like they, I, I agree that they kept it visually entertaining enough. Hey, they had Usher on skates, whether he, that was impressive or completely made it through the guy that's up for interpretation. It's like the ending of inception. Uh, but Hey, not quite the same. We're not debating inception now. It's not this podcast. Next time on the Couch Shows podcast, we ask if sports betting is ruining the NFL, and we talk about Inception. We need a whole, whole podcast for that. <laughs> the Couch EMs. The Couch okay. EMs. Yeah. Electronic yeah. media for those out there. That we can't even EMs consistently post stuff on this channel. Let's not start another one quite yet. <laughs> Although I'd be down to talk some movies. Maybe in the off season we'll do a movie podcast just for just for the movie buffs out there. A sports who movie? are trying to Torny. kill time. Oh, I love tourneys. Anything with tourney, I'm debating in. Yeah. the best sports movie of all time coming up in July of 2024. I'll make a bracket. See, Tyler's in on this, but if we try to do another food bracket, he's out because that was what we did last July. <laughs> we didn't do a food bracket. Did we do a food bracket then? Yeah, that was the whole reason. That was like, yeah, he. I think that was probably one of the last times he was on the show because he was like, I'm fed up with you guys. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I just don't like George or Cody. Those no. two of the worst people. I'm, to I'm sad I got added no. to this. I thought you just hated Cody. Yeah, I no. thought it was just me too. I actually feel a little bit better at myself. So, you know, we're talking right now about the stuff we're going to be doing in the offseason, stuff like that. Tyler, you mentioned what the good thing about fantasy players, fantasy football, is the amount of players you learn that you might not know. So do you guys want to play a little quick game? See if we can oh, pull I'm not this ready off. for this. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So let's see if I can pull this okay. off on. All right. So if you guys don't know, if you don't remember the Wordle craze, uh, you can see it on the screen right now. This is called Weddle, and this is the NFL player guessing game. We're going to do some of these games. There's some other games we found throughout the rest of the offseason. Completely pulled this out of left field as Tyler was talking. Um, so how this works is we get eight guesses to guess a specific player. So, Tyler, since you learned all these fun players, first round is offense only. Give me a random player. I feel like I have to go Kyron Williams. Okay, Kyron Williams. That's a great guess. So, the worst part is going to have to watch me type because that's going to be fun. If uh, Definitely check us out on YouTube at the Couch Jams if you want to follow this along. So, as you can see on the screen, Kyron Williams popped up. We got a lot of grays, no greens, one yellow. So, the player is under the age of 23. So, we know he had to wow. be a rookie or a young guy, but he's not – uh, and it doesn't look like he's in the NFC. So we're looking at an AFC player under 23 on offense, under the number 23 and over 5'9". C.J. Stroud. That's a good one. Yeah. C.J. Stroud. So okay. we know it's AFC. He's 22, taller AFC. than 6'3", six, six, less than number 7. And he's not a quarterback or is... running back. So Yeah, he's not a quarterback. Okay. Wide receiver, tight end. That wears a single digit. Is it hit? It's not. He's not on Houston, so it wouldn't have been right. And it's not in the south. Um, so it's not on Indianapolis, Tennessee, or Jacksonville. This is where this gets tough, and we have a lot of dead air. We have to keep uh, filling. Yeah, while we dead try air. to rack I'm, our brains. So, here, while you think about it, just a reminder: the other the AFC North is the Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, and Browns. AFC East is Bills, Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins. And the AFC West is uh, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos. 
I like the guess of Zay Flowers, but I know it's not going to be right because he's, he's too not short. taller than what six number three. is Guy Moore? Twenty four. Mm. Is he tall? No. Well, it's also below seven. Yeah, I'm trying to think of these low. I feel like it's pretty much got to be a wide receiver if it's someone on offense that is that tall and that low of a number. Or yeah, unless there's a is there a tight end that wears zero? anywhere evan ingram doesn't wear zero right he's older than 22 yeah you're right yeah no no rookies that i know of i mean there's not a lot of rookie tight ends that i know of outside of like um what's his face from the lions laporta laporta yeah laporta potty but that's nfc so that's not going to count okay so Kincaid would have been the guy in the afc but he wears 80 something so that's not it yeah yeah he's not 22 Mm -hmm. Rookie wide receivers this year. Who do we got? Zay Flowers was a big one. What about Quentin Johnston? Quentin Johnston? Yeah, that's possible, actually. Give that a shot. Since you said him. No, I have to learn how to spell. There we go. Equinamia St. Brown. Oh, look at that. Oh, nailed it. Got it in three. All right, so now we can play hard mode. So hard mode, we get 10 guesses, but it can be any position. So, George, why don't you pick a player this time? (laughs) Um... It was that like, safety that I was making fun of his name during the Super Bowl. Diamador Lenore. That wasn't him, but that's a good guess. Let's start with that. Of course. I, I really hate you guys. How do you spell Lenore? I want to see him struggle. I'm just going to sit here and watch the screen. Yep. Yeah. I hate you all. With a D, um, <laughs> I, I have no idea. You know, I would actually tell you, but I don't think I know either. <laughs> uh... There we go. Hell, hey, found it. <laughs> Another young okay. buck. And I don't know if that's good or bad for us if you're talking about any position. We got NFC, but not in the West. And he's taller than five ten. That's not saying much for the NFL. And higher and that number makes than me two, very offended. Also not saying much for the NFL. <laughs> and okay, I'm thinking it's offense because position's not green. So I think we can are yellow. I think it's it's either offense or special teams. I think is how that offense typically works. Teams. Yep. Um, Young Buck, offensive player in the NFC. Do we want to try uh, Laporta? Sure, sure. Why not? We we're just talking about him, and that's a good number gap. So at least we can. Uh... So he's okay. twenty-three. Not the he's NFC North is it is offense. It is offense. So he's either in the east or the south. And he's less than 87, 23 years old. Um, how old is Devontae Smith? Uh, he's 24. Yeah, he, he's probably – this was his third season. Look, we have 10 guesses. I'd throw it out there. Yeah, it gives sure, you a, I don't think he's – For sure the division, it'll tell you for sure the position. All right. Right, Definitely wide position wide receiver. That's foot. good. And he is in the He's south. 25, by the way, for anyone that cares since not watching okay. on screen. Cool. NFC yeah. South. So NFC South at 23 years old, wide receiver, six foot. Alave. That's is a he 23? Guess. He's got to be at least close to that. He's he only went back for a senior season. year. I'm 95% sure. So. Nice. Nailed it. Good choice. And four. 
hard Google. mode in four. We are the goats here at the Couch DMs. So yeah, just a sneak peek of some of the stuff we're going to be doing. There'll be some other games. Since you said fantasy allows you to learn more players, which it definitely did because, I mean, outside of D'Amador, Lenore, because we talked about him at the Super Bowl, the rest we He's learned through favorite. fantasy. But yeah. Any any uh, last words about this season? Any favorite moments? Or you uh, the to- Dolphins dropping 70 was a great one. I know that it kind of changed the trajectory of sounds like a fantasy player teams. right there. I mean, that same team knocked me from a buy to out of the fantasy playoffs in a fantasy league. So yeah, so speaking like a fantasy player, but that was a good high. <laughs> Gonna be honest with you, I don't remember a lot from this season. Yeah, I there. I mean, there wasn't a ton of moments. I mean, that clothesline hit in the Super Bowl. We talked yeah. about that could be the, the compilation for biggest hits of the year. Uh, but I mean there was a there were some good games, there were some bad games. Uh well, yeah. I mean, this year was the first you had time a lot going on. I was not able to watch any primetime game ever. Plus, yes, I had a lot going on, so I was very mentally checked out for this season. So uh hopefully I can bounce back next year and not be so pessimistic when it comes to football. That'll depend if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl again or not. Well, hopefully we have them on board for the green. So if it's Chiefs Eagles 2.0, I'm telling you, like you can save this clip. I will stop watching football. I'm done. Well, I kind of hope it happens. Go birds. Not, um, then I don't have to podcast with you. It's fine. I can be full time <laughs> baseball and hockey fan. I am totally fine with that. Tyler's extending the couch GMs to other sports, and he uh, didn't even know he just volunteered himself. It's fine. I'll be podcaster of one. All right. So the Tyler's coming in April. The Tylers, so resident guest Campy and Tyler Snyder will be hosting the second channel of Couch GM's baseball. I like it. I'm in as Kemper Open champion. I like it. Yes, Kempy has a league called the Kemper Open. He is very modest. <laughs> hasn't he won that league like 14 times? Yeah, but who won like it most it, yeah. recently? That's what matters, Cody. It's not all about the history. Stop hating. Sounds like a fantasy player. No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> All right, let's get to your your uh, your oddball fact. And I almost hit spend your money, and I don't think you want us to do that. Hello, everybody. I'm ready for my oddball facts. Uh, this one just felt fitting because of the fact that it's has to do with the Super Bowl, and we were talking about the Ravens a lot earlier, so it has to do with the Ravens, so might as well throw this one out there. Uh, the 2000 Super Bowl champion Baltimore Ravens had a five-game stretch in which they did not score a single touchdown. Their only points were field goals. They still ended up two and three in that uh, run, and they ended up only losing one other game the entire season outside of that, uh, setting an NFL record with 165 points allowed. Uh, yeah, that's, that's why they uh, always say crazy. the Ravens defense might have been of uh, the Ravens 2000 defense might have been the best of all time. 85 Bears fans have something to say about that, though. But that's pretty impressive um, and just goes to show like, I mean, I know they had Trent Dilfer at quarterback and couldn't uh, name any other offensive players, but they did have Ray Lewis. So good defense. Nice fact. 
I like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that was a good one. I didn't even know that one with all the useless football knowledge I've got going in there. And is that where defense wins championships originated? Because I feel like that might be a good a good place for it to come from. <laughs> I mean, they say defense wins championships, but most teams are going towards offensive minded coaches now. So I'm not there's a whole reasoning behind that, I believe, but we don't need we don't need to get, get into to that <laughs> diatribe uh today. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. Whoa, you're not just going to drop diatribe and then just move on like nothing happened. Dude, you I, are I've, not the wordsmith here. Dude, I've said that a couple times on the podcast. Maybe well, she I only up. show up to like a quarter of them, so you can't <laughs> hold that against me. No, it's I'm still all... impressed you said it anyway. Like Without stumbling, <laughs> that's the more impressive part. Yes, that's true. <laughs> it only took 201 episodes for that to happen this next hundred is cody's hundred he's 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 coming alive (laughs) i believe in you cody don't put that pressure on me i definitely do not need (laughs) that pressure but i think that'll get ready to wrap up episode 201 as we close out the 2023-2024 nfl season the chiefs are hosting their super bowl party right now super bowl parade tyler hates it Super Bowl logo is red and green for next year. We'll see if the Chiefs and Eagles can make it back. Like George mentioned at the top of the show, we are going to be taking a little bit of a break. We'll be right, we'll be back right after the NFL con- Combine and getting you ready for the NFL Draft. There's I'm Cody Roadcap. I was hoping you weren't going to call that one out. I'm Cody Roadcap with Tyler Snyder, George Kurth, and we will talk to you all in a couple weeks.